Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win! They win! Don't you open your mouth about the best. Oh, you I'm going to send it for you real quick. L-O-B. Listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. We're talking about practice. Lewis gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! LeBron James at the buzzer! mindset when you stepped in the batter's box? Go yard. I'm in. I'm a pitcher. Why not swing as hard as I can? I got nothing to lose. It's nothing to man above. Don't put you in situations that you can't handle. Instead of saying, why me? They're saying, this is what he want me to do. And, uh, Cleveland! This is for you! The way we approach the game is the same way we approach life. You do the right thing. You make the right play. Make the right play. And in life, it's the same thing. What do you feel in your heart is the right thing to do? And you do that. You know, it seems so simple, but sometimes the simplest things are the hardest things to do. And um, uh, I think it's just that. Welcome to what? The game. Me. To me. Welcome, 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 welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you for joining me on another episode of What the Game Means to Me. I'm your host, Jelani Brown. No, I've been gone for a few weeks, haven't posted in a while. It's been a crazy last few weeks, crazy last few days, honestly, but we'll get into all of that in this episode. Hope you guys also like my new intro, put it together myself, made it myself. Took me a minute to, you know, do it all, but got it done. Um, Like I said, hope you like it comment let me know what you think about it message me whatever you know the case may be for today's episode uh it's going to be the first episode of my series little mini series um partner with a few other sports podcasters and just podcasters in general uh, through some facebook groups and i'll be talking to three different individuals this week uh the first individual i'll be speaking with is robin um from real talk real views his own podcast um He's a new podcaster as well, and uh, we figured it would be good to get together and talk about the climate our country is currently in. We'll talk about Kaepernick's movement and the protest, what we feel may be the next steps after the protest. We'll also hit on some sports topics like who we think is the GOAT, when and how the NBA will make its return, and more. So, tune in and I hope you enjoy. Appreciate you for hopping on with me. I don't even know. It took three attempts. (laughs) <laughs> Three attempts to get this right, but, but we finally got on. Um, like I said, this is uh called What the Game Means to Me. I guess I'll let you introduce yourself, and then I always ask my guests the first question, what's the game mean to them? God, what's the game? Uh, Like any sport? Any sport, just any sport, whatever, like, you know, whatever you grew up playing. Mm-hmm. Kind of talk about, you know, your experiences growing up, idols, any of your favorite players, favorite teams, fondest memories, stuff like that. Oh, I got you. So, yeah. So first of all, I'll just say that my name is Robin from Miami, Florida. Uh, went to college in Kansas at Kansas State University. Uh, graduated with a bachelor's. Now I'm just, you know, married. Got like four kids, <laughs> four kids. And what the game means to me, man, like when I, when I was growing up, I played basketball and football, but I was, I, you know, to this day, basketball is my first love. Mm-hmm. That sport helped me be a man, made me realize 
what life was all about. You know, like you, you when you play defense, that's you displaying your heart. Yeah. Because you, you because you, you you're trying to defend your turf, and you don't want that opponent to score. So it made me develop like very very strong mental toughness that I'm still like using to this day, playing the game of basketball. Of course, of course. I see. I was gonna ask why, because I know you, your uh, teams, Miami Heat and um, what you call it, my well, Dolphins too. So I was like, oh, we got a Kansas uh-huh. shirt on. <laughs> right, man. Yeah, I'm over here. I, dog, it was my mother-in-law bought me this. My mother-in-law buys a whole bunch of shit, man. <laughs> I'll wait till you have a mother-in-law. You'll see what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. That's not <laughs> like, though. Getting free stuff. Makes you don't know where to put it, dog. Oh, yeah. like, <laughs> was there any, like, idols of, uh, favorite players that you might have had growing up? Like, anyone that might have made basketball stick out most to you? Dog, I gotta be honest. I would probably say, I probably have to, oh man, I got, I, I got quite a bit, but I would say the guy who did it for me, honestly, was, I would, it would have to be Shaq. Yeah. I was a huge Shaq fan. Yeah, man, I, I was a huge Shaq fan, but when the Lakers stepped winning, I was getting tired of him. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm sick of y'all, dog. Y'all gotta go. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, that's, it's, um, uh, that's how it normally is. Like you, you love a player, mm-hmm. ride with a player, and then it's like winning, or like I said, when winning too much, or you know, just mm-hmm. like you see the same people in the finals. Like when we seen, you know, the Cavs and Warriors them four years, in the, or yeah, three, <laughs> three or four years in the final straight. Everybody's like, all right, I'm man, sick of it. Yeah, let's switch it up. So exactly, man, exactly. I got tired of that squad. Those <laughs> guys, they ruined basketball for me, man. That three point shooting. Oh they really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They ruined it, man. There's no big man no more. Like yeah. a real ass big man. There's nobody that can rebound the ball like Dennis Rodman. Take the ball in and dunk it. Mm-hmm. Give it, give them the ball in the paint, back them up and post up. You don't see that anymore. Now the big man, he's out. He's forced to shoot threes, man. Mm-hmm. Now the big man yeah. lost his identity now. I don't like what those guys did to the game. They ruined it. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it ain't, no, ain't that <laughs> tough 70s, 80s, 90s ball no more. Everybody got to be versatile. As a big man, got to uh-huh. be able to step out, be able to shoot three, you know, and post up as well and protect the paint. They pretty much got to do it all. It's almost like as a five, you almost got the hardest position on the floor now in a sense. Or like if you're coming out of college, you all, you almost got to, like you said, just have different tools in your toolbox. You got to be able to do pretty much everything. This upcoming drive, like uh Wiseman, uh-huh. beginning of the year, I was thinking my Hawks might, might take him because... Pretty much all we really missing is like a, a threat in the, threat in the paint. We ain't really got no five. We ain't really got no big man to hold it down, but. Uh-huh. Kind of seeing, like you said, the direction of the league. He, he, he like, he, he's real just one dimensional. He's a old school five center and he, he doesn't, he can't really hang on his offense because he ain't really offensive talented like that. It's kind of like he's just, uh-huh. I don't know, like, so like kind of just in the middle of the road, like offensive wise and defensive wise. Like he's just a solid overall, but he said that the way the, the league moving now and even our uh-huh. GM, Travis Slank, I don't really, I don't really know what he's going to do in the drive. Everything, you know, of course, being put on hold because of, know corona so i don't know uh-huh. more than likely we was going to be the bottom four we'll probably have a top five pick hopefully but like you said Wiseman was the choice i was thinking they were gonna go with but since you know the big man just so expendable and just have to be versatile overall i don't i don't really know where they're gonna go with that right yo, yo your man trey young needs somebody because he he's doing that's, that's why they went and he's got doing his thing. that's probably why they not, and they probably won't even get um probably won't even try to get Wiseman. They, they probably i don't know when to say what direction they're gonna go with now it really all depends where they land but that's why we got clint capella so I'm excited to see that, you know, little matchup. Like, oh, that's where he went. Yeah, that's we, where he we went. Traded, I didn't know uh, where he went. Yeah. I didn't know where he went. I hadn't seen that guy in a minute. Oh, you guys are going to be good. Yeah, we'll be straight. And he's pretty young, too. And he's, you know, not mm-hmm. hurting the books too much. I don't remember how, what his contract looking like, but it's not too, too much over a few years. I think it might be like $18 million next two years or something like that. So 
I'm ready to see how they develop when everything comes back. Hopefully he'll be healed up. He's been hurt too. So that's, we, we didn't need to see him before, uh, you know, everything stopped or whatever. But yeah, I was like, kind of wanted, it's a few subjects I wanted to talk to you about um, today. Oh, yeah. Um, we get into that. The first one, everything going on, of course, in the news and the media with, uh, George Floyd, rest in peace, um, to him oh, yeah. and, and prayers out to his family and everything. I know you said you're in the Miami area. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, dog. I had grew up. Yeah, I grew up over there, but right now I'm in, I'm in Kansas City. In Kansas we City. We are going to go back. Yeah, we're going to go back though, man. Trying to get the money up first. But what, um, I guess what's it, what's it been like in Kansas City? Like, uh, have you guys been doing, like, have you seen anything in the news? Kind of like what, what they're talking about, uh, I guess with all these protests and such. Yeah, dog, I actually went to, me and my wife, we went out with the girls to, like, the park yesterday in the afternoon, and we noticed that everybody was protesting, man. Mm -hmm. You know, that was the first time that I seen it, and what shocked me was the amount of white people that were doing it. Yo, really? I never seen, yeah, I've never seen that before. You know, when you <laughs> see it on TV, you're like, oh, yeah, white people protesting for like a black issue, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you're like, man, dog, that's that's not real. You know, it's, it's just on TV. Mm -hmm. When you actually see it, mm -hmm. you're like, yo, this is this is this is crazy, man. Mm -hmm. They were all screaming. It was a lot. It was more white people out there than there were black. Really? You know? Yeah. I was, you know, it's good to see that, yo, this because this shit needs to end. Mm -hmm. Like, I want us to get to a point where, you know, somebody's not recording it, but mm -hmm. instead they tell somebody to hold the phone, record it, and then they go save the guy's life. Yeah, exactly. We need to get to that point. I'm sick and tired of seeing this recording. Like, yo, yeah. why didn't you help the guy? I know you're going to go to jail, but Martin Luther King went to jail. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you think about all the greats, Dick Gregory, Malcolm X, all of them went to jail. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, they didn't They didn't give a fuck. Why should you? Stop being scared. <laughs> That's the problem with our generation, bro. We scared. We scared to go to prison. I mean, prison might be bad, but you might be locked up for just a, a quick second and then you get out. Yeah. You know, go save the person's life. You see a big ass black grown man screaming <laughs> with some white guy's knee on his neck. Like, oh, save his life. Yeah. You could have threw a rock at the cop's head, make him fall down and, uh, and tell them, tell the man, yo, you all right? You all right? Like, mm. you sat there and recorded. I can't record shit like that. I, yeah. I can't do it. I just can't do it. Do you, do you have the heart for that? I can't do it. Yeah, no, nah, I, I, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you a thousand percent on that. Yeah. Like you said, we just, with everything nowadays, not not even nowadays <laughs> past few years i know i saw a quote from will smith he was saying i'm not gonna say it word for word but he was basically saying racism hasn't racism hasn't like not ended but racism hasn't you know slowed down it's just being recorded now basically like it's always oh, been there it's just mm -hmm. like yeah it's just now like you know we're getting it on camera and everything but yeah like i said that's one thing like yeah it's good with certain stuff is good i guess they're getting it on camera but at the same time that's not even enough. Like we've seen it plenty of times, you know, over history in, in these in these specific cases. Um, they, uh -huh, they get it right. filmed, and you know, either the cops don't get charged, they get charged, but they you know get a clean verdict. It's you know just stuff that you know obviously is what's caused all these riots and everything that's going on right now. I mean, you know, like you said, people tired of it, people fed up with you know seeing all these different you know hashtags and and videos and. As a black person, you know, both you and I, just like the reality of, you know, stepping outside each day. Like, I know sometimes, like, we probably don't, like, fully think about it. Like, think, like, oh, our life is in danger every time we step outside. But, you know, that's honestly what the reality is, you know, coming to. And, you know, it's sad to think about, and, you know, and see overall. Um, I know you uh -huh. wanted to talk about uh, Cap as well with uh, his movement, what he's trying to, you know, try to start and what he was doing. 
back in I think the first recorded recording of him doing is like closer to in like 2013 season, but of course 2014, uh-huh. you know, when he took the, took the knee during uh preseason and everything and everything that he was standing for. Kind of I guess like what's your thoughts on that? And I guess like seeing how everything's transpiring coming out today, six years later, I guess what what do you feel? could have maybe been prevented if we might have like listened to him or took things or not us but you know the other mm-hmm. side may have listened or took things more serious back then man dog like where do i even start on this one dog like when cap first did it you know at first it didn't really hit me it didn't like really sink in like yo what, what is he doing mm-hmm. but then when he said why he did it i was like i get it i completely i completely understand and so i just start to understand mm-hmm. but since they did it and they were making a big deal like oh no this guy can't, no, you can't do this. You can't do that over here. Or, or, or they were just trying to get him out the league. I was shocked, dog. I'm like, yo, you are the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know how many black men you have that are in the NFL? How many mm-hmm. black Hall of Famers? Are you serious? And the fact that they weren't on Cap's side, it, 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 it bothered me, man. I mean, it was, y'all, it was like the time where the world was almost divided, man. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you, you kind of seen who your real friends were and who your friend and who weren't like people you had to cut off like yo you cannot tell me that you're not on cat's side like a lot of white people that i knew that you know they were i was cool with them they would say what he's doing is wrong robin there's a time and a place and i'm like yo where's the time and what's the place you keep telling yeah you keep telling me that what he's doing is wrong but you never even put a solution on the table Mm -hmm. that's what i can't stand you can tell me something something somebody's doing is wrong but you gotta offer me some kind of solution. Exactly. If, if you're not offering me some kind of solution now, I just think you just hating. You just hating. Yeah. You just hating because somebody's doing standing up. And I feel like the NF and I and Cap went wrong because where he went wrong is remember he had that little lawsuit with them, that little settlement. Mm-hmm. They gave him money and then he took the money. And because he took the money, he cannot discuss what what transpired behind those closed doors with the NFL, like exactly. what they talked about. I guess he found out some dirty secrets about the NFL mm-hmm. and they don't want it to go out. So they told him, so they made him sign a disclosure. And that's what got me mad about Kaepernick. How you going to sign it? How you going to take the money, dog? You already got endorsements with Nike. Yeah. Nike was going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little hurt that Kaepernick took it, but I'm, I'm happy that he took the knee because that Kaepernick was the one who set the stone and let the world know that you can't just be athletes are more than just athletes. Athletes are yeah. humans too. Athletes are humanitarians. Athletes are smart. And so, I, you know, I was a big Ray Lewis fan, but when Ray Lewis did the little stunt that he pulled and he was against it, mm-hmm. man, the, the, the respect for Ray Lewis just went down down the drain, bro. <laughs> I was like, yo, come on, though. You're supposed to be one of us, Ray. It's 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 crazy, man. But I, if they listened to what Cap was saying, the world would have shifted. Like, bro, like, they would have came to a solution. Okay, like, what do we have to do, Cap? We don't like you necessarily kneeling because we're, we we might be hurting money in our pockets in the NFL, and we don't like that. So what can we do together as a whole organization to make sure your voice is really, really heard? Dog, like, they could have all went to the White House, the whole NFL as a whole league, every single person. Hey, we need to address this situation. Let's do something. Let's come up to something. Let's, let's come to some sort of res- resolution instead of just firing the guy. And, then, and and now the guy has no place to, to work. They just threw him out there. And that I mean, I'm like, yo, you're the NFL. Kaepernick made you a lot of money, man. He brought the Super, he brought the Niners to the Super Bowl. Alex Smith couldn't do it. Alex Smith still can't do it. Still, Alex Smith is still not durable. Like crazy, man. He's still not. And so, man, I um, they listened. I think they would have came up with a with a resolution, man. 
I feel like since they were being stubborn about it, those those corrupted, crooked cops and those people that are crooked that are helping them, they just that just fired more flame. They're like, well, shit, the NFL could have exposed us even more. But since they decided not to go that route, we're still going to do what we do. Yeah. We're still going to continue that. I mean, you think about it. Not not too long ago, the Ahmad guy who was jogging, he got killed for no reason. Yep. Here in my home just, state. Oh, yeah, dog. I got to ask you, how was, how was Georgia when all that shit went down? Because I know right now, they're like, they're been destroying everything in the city, the malls and all that. Yeah. Because, it, man, exactly. that's crazy. Do you know where the town was? Where Ahmad was like jogging at? Have I you know. been around there before? I have never been around there before. Uh, uh-huh. I do know it was Brunswick, Georgia, which I do know is Southern, maybe driven through it or something like that. But, you know, never, never hang around those parts. I'm a Metro Atlanta city kid. Uh-huh. That's why, you know, it's pretty much just like all these other kind of Southern states. If you're not in major types, well, even in major type cities, but if you're not in major cities, it's, it's sometimes it's just certain areas you don't want to be in or you don't want to, you know, go to or even live in because, you know, the, the racial you know, tensions and everything course of our history and everything that you experience um but yeah like it's just been last few weeks have been pretty wild pretty crazy last few days honestly but yeah like when that happened first thing is that happened back in february and of course we didn't see the tapes and everything till early earlier this month may um so when we when you know i first seen it you know a lot of other people first seen it you know it was blowing up on you know social media you know, to get the guys arrested because for one, a lot of people thought it had just happened, but yeah, it happened, you know, months ago, you know, they're still walking around free and everything. I heard, I guess the people had, you know, ties within the police precinct or whatever down there. Um, so uh-huh. they pretty much got it thrown out or whatever, like kind of swept under the rug. But, um, when the video surfaced, you know, luckily we got social media, you know, the uproar of, of everything got the guys arrested. They got the third guy that recorded everything arrested because, um, at first they thought he was like, he was trying to say that he was just trying to help the situation or whatever, but police must have did some digging up and figured out that he, um, I guess it was kind of like in cahoots with the other two, two guys and was cornering him from the video kind of saw everything that went down and, and unfortunately you know they, they took his life another you know innocent you know black man but they said they had been following him for some days and just thought like i guess supposedly in their area there had been you know, different robberies and thefts and i guess they of course him being black him jogging or whatever they suspected he was you know one of those people and they were following him but he stopped in like a house kind of like they were um Mm-hmm. That was within like renovations or whatever. Basically, I don't know if it was, it was a newly built house or flipping it or whatever, but he kind of just, you know, walked in, kind of looked around and everything. And I've done that plenty of times. I've done that with my stepdad. I know a lot of people probably done it, you know, just kind of seeing the project that's going on. They kind of try to say or use that to, to um, I guess, suggest that he probably was one of the ones, you know, involved in the robberies in the area or whatever. And then, of course, try to bring up his past and everything. And that's the thing, man. Like anytime something happens, you know, when, when a black man gets killed, even with George Floyd, mm-hmm. they did it. They try to bring up the past and say and try to excuse it for, oh, like, he used to be a criminal nine years ago. He he spent three years in jail um, with Ahmad. It was like, he stole from Walmart. It's just like, <laughs> try to use that as an excuse or, or just a, like a reasoning or just bringing something up to, to excuse his death. And that's just disgusting in my eyes and everything, bro. I, I, right. you know, I just have no words. But like I said, with that, on top of everything that's going on with George Floyd, these last two days, they've been going crazy in the city honestly um they messed up the cnn sign they repainted it already they you know been breaking the doors they broken the windows this uh-huh. famous restaurant not really famous but a restaurant down there that's connected to the cnn center mccormick it started a fire you know towards the police car 
busted out police car windows. They done looted. There's two, I guess, two big uh -huh. um, malls down here, Phipps Plaza and um, Lennox. Looted both those places, broke into doors, pretty much took everything. Um, Damn. Yeah, it, it's been it's been crazy. <laughs> and, we, and they've been pretty much showing all of it live on, on the news. So that's kind of like, you know, I'm seeing everything and, and hearing everything. Um, even had a few friends that's been that's been down there taking pictures and everything, um, protesting and all that, just you know, in the, the front line of the work. So it's been crazy to, and see and experience, but in a way, I kind of feel like it, you know, it kind of has to happen. Before I get into my thoughts, of it, I want to just kind of see what what you think of it. And, um, kind of, I guess, like where do you see like the direction of these riots going? Like one, I guess, kind of like what's your feeling about them, and even feeling about certain athletes, you know, speaking up about it, whether they're on one side or the other, and then kind of like where do you think we should we, we're gonna go from here? Man, how I feel about the riots, I feel like we need to instead of rioting and destroying the city, we need to go attack the source. That's the police departments, man. Like they've been, they're the ones that we should hold responsible for this. Like, I like, do you know if all of the um, police departments are they just all like one? Like, cause at, at the end of the day, they all do the same thing for every city. It's just different departments, but I feel like they should all be unified. And I feel like they need to like have some kind of like maybe once every two months, like an annual meeting. Every like all the cops from every department, like from every state, get together. You got like they need to discuss because that's how you find crooked cops. They can't hide. They yeah. can't hide. Like you will see them, they'll be exposed. Like they need to do some kind of. I'm not trying to say that they need some kind of training. Like you, you don't need training to realize like yo, you can't just kill somebody for nothing. Mm -hmm. Come on, man. But like there just needs to be some level of accountability within that within their organizations, man. Yeah. Like their departments. Like in um, the writing, I feel like people need to just go more towards the police departments versus destroying all the buildings. Because at the end of the day, we're going to need all of those places that we're destroying. We're going to need to go back to the Target. We're going to need to go back to the grocery store. We're going to need to go back to that mall. What is the point of burning it down? I understand. But you know what's crazy? When you do it peacefully, they don't like it. When you do it wrongfully, they don't like it. Yeah. But, but what, about the, what about the white people that burn down? uh um black wall street in uh oklahoma yep i'll just talk what about, about those my brother, they, did. <laughs> they did that they did that but they were not animals for it mm -hmm. moment black people go right oh look at these crazy people they don't know what they're doing what do you expect them to do man they're 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 frustrated emotionally man like there's some people that are angry you know i wouldn't go about it the way they, they did and to me the thing that would have been more impactful is that person who recorded like I said, the the whole George the whole George Floyd thing, had he told somebody to hold the phone while he went to go beat the cops ass, I find that much more powerful than go right, in my opinion. Like, okay, now these cops are gonna be like, yo, we need to stop doing this shit. We can't fuck with these people. Mm -hmm. Like like me, I'm Haitian, dog. I was born in Haiti. Me and my mom said the same thing. When my mom called me up and she was like, Did you see that shit? I was like, Yeah, I saw that shit. My mom said, if they would have done that shit to a Haitian <laughs> Oh man, boy! Oh man, they don't—they don't, they don't want to worry. Especially if, like, <laughs> I know kind of like how y'all are, and like if it's family around, or you know, boys or somebody around, like, nigga, a group of y'all, yeah. <laughs> that's the day I go. That's the day I go to jail, and I will go to jail proudly. I'll be like, I did this, star like, <laughs> but but the thing is though, you know, that's what Haitians are. Um, when, you know, when, when you grow up here, you know, you're, you're, you're obviously like immigrants. You no, know, I was born there. You know, I got all the citizenship and all that taken mm -hmm. care of. You know, 
you, you we kind of start seeing like, yo, what's going on within like, you know, like the African-American community. Mm -hmm. You know, they're so divided. You got one group because me, I'm just speaking from an outside perspective. Yeah. You got you got one group, they're all heavy ass Christian, heavy religious. Mm -hmm. Then you got the niggas that like are like me. You know, <laughs> they like to rap music. Mm -hmm. they, you know, they they you know they some some of them live a promiscuous life. Mm -hmm. Oh man, you know, they're shacking with their girls and somebody said if you shack you evil, you're not supposed to do it. I mean it's it's crazy. And then you got the group of the blacks that are Uncle Tom's, like mm -hmm. Like this, they're just so divided. There's like such a lack of unity for some reason. I don't know why it's like that, dog. Like one group feels like they're much more, uh, they're they're much more right than the other group, mm -hmm. and so they look down upon the next group. It's it's so fucking weird, man. Mm -hmm. But I think the but I think the rioting, I get the rioting, man. But I don't understand the whole destroying your buildings, the jobs. Come on, man. Somebody needs to go to work. If their whole building is the um destroyed who's gonna take care of them man where are they gonna get the hours how they gonna pay their bills jay, jay? how they gonna pay them <laughs> i hear like that. come on man dog, that shit, yeah that, that that shit that shit is dumb man i feel like we need to we need to all like like i don't care if we have to march every police department like yo tell me do, do you guys hold any other department accountable like you you guys can't keep getting away with this man this is getting this is getting ridiculous yeah it's it's a topic that you know we can talk about you know forever because it just it's been going on forever and it's, it's sad to even see and witness i'll start i guess with the cap situation real quick kind of going back to that for one people and i don't want to keep saying white people because but it's like it's kind of like you're like i can't it's like i don't know who else to say like i feel like i have to like certain mm -hmm. certain people i don't want to say white people i'm just gonna say certain people obviously took what he did out of context and obviously just want to make it their own narrative. He plenty of times had interviews, plenty of times went on national TV and stated exactly why he did it and what he was doing it for. And everyone continued to make it about like being disrespectful to troops and being disrespectful mm -hmm. to the black. When he so said, true. oh, I'm just bringing light to police brutality. And like, it's something that needs to be addressed and something that needs to stop. Like we're, you know, obviously equal citizens in, in this country. And it's just something that just uh -huh. like doesn't need to be going on and happening no more. Like I said, so many people have, have died. We have so many hashtags, so many names I can you know, call out right now. Call it Trayvon Martin, obviously, Mike Brown, now George Floyd, Ahmaud, Ahmaud Arbery, Sandra, like that's five, like it's, it's, it's so many. It's probably at least, I think I've experienced at least somewhere between 20 to 25. Tamir Rice, which is just so many different names, so many different people. And like you say, that's all he was bringing light to. Like that's all he wanted to bring light to. But everyone kept making it their own narrative. And obviously they blackballed him out the league. Eric Reed and others stood by him. You also got blackballed out the league. Um, like you said, I didn't agree with him taking the settlement. Mm -hmm. I felt like that was kind of a, no way out and obviously just something i guess others could use you know for fuel to their argument or whatever they felt about the situation i felt like he should have continued to fight it because obviously they had something against him um and like you said find out something some type of secrets to where like he took the deal and honestly a lot of people thought it wasn't even as much money as he should have been getting if he if he knew something so that's one thing like i said I, I just hate the narrative to hear people like you know always take out of context what he was doing before and it's it's funny. It's not funny, but uh -huh. you know, during these times, I'm kind of young. I'm always on social media, and me and my girlfriend are always talking about certain things as well. So I seen a tweet the other day, someone saying like, "I I bet they wish that we were still kneeling now, after you know everything, <laughs> everything that's still going on and everything." So it's like when you think about that stuff, like I said, it's kind of funny, but at the same time, it's kind of true. Like you think about it, black people are 
only doing this because like we shouldn't have to fight to want like fight to live in a sense like we shouldn't have to fight to not be killed <laughs> like we're doing everyday things like you say like it's just so many yeah. things that we like i've been seeing on social media and everything that's been going on like literally they had a side-by-side picture of white people riding for haircuts and then two weeks later like everything that's going on now like literally two weeks ago two three weeks ago white people were riding yelling in cops face hitting them hitting them with flags yelling at them you know doing different stuff that obviously if any person, any black person, any minority in general would, you know, even come close to even thinking about we uh-huh. have their life, you know, taken from them. And, you know, it's just a sad situation to think about in here. Next thing I wanted to kind of touch on was like just the, the racism issue. Like one thing me and, me and my girl talked about because we've been pretty much just watching the news all the time. I was telling you about the riots, everything that was going on here. Yesterday, it was either Friday or Saturday, the mayor, the mayor had T.I. and Killer Mike come on and talk, but Basically, the mayor kind of was kind of condemning, you know, everybody that was out there protesting and kind of, you know, kind of kind of yelling at them. Everybody kind of made a joke of it and was saying like she was uh, acting as a black mom or black grandma, you know, telling them basically get their get their butt inside the house. But one thing that kind of stuck out to me and my girlfriend was the fact that she didn't like me. We both understand certain things that's going on, like pretty much like the looting and everything. Like it's not really, it's not really okay. But it's like. I guess the whole point of it was kind of like just the understanding part. Like you may not disagree, you may not agree with something or you know see their side of it, but just understanding where they're coming from probably you know makes up more than half of the argument. So it's like understanding like why all these people like doing or acting out in these certain ways, not even acting out, but just you know showing their frustration in a certain way by looting, you know, breaking stuff and you know everything that's going on and being shown in the news like you said kind of touching on what you said like the dividedness of everything you see it all the time white people are are united hispanic people they're probably the most united people i know (laughs) oh what asian people (laughs) asian people united all like across the board like i said we talk about all the time me and her every race is united like besides black people Mm -hmm. like it's like we have so many different different opinions so many different you know kind of groups in a sense for back lack of better like people that you know believe certain stuff we never are able to come together like in a specific situation and you know show our power at all or you know having right. power because we've been divided so long that's really just the the essence of honestly like our history like that's kind of just you know going back to slave slavery times like the slave trade like we've been divided since then and mm-hmm. it's just i don't know really like i said i don't know the answer i don't have the answers but i don't know what it's going to take kind of for us to see i'm hoping something like this kind of help us see and come together and, and, you know, be united for a specific cause just to, you know, get something, you know, done and something for us to be heard at least. But again, like, like I said, it's things I'm seeing in the media and stuff, it's kind of hard to see that even um like two, like I, I want to call them influencers. They're not too, too big, but they're like uh, comedians, like on um Twitter and Instagram and everything. And one of them's on Wild uh-huh. Now. I don't know if you've heard of him. One's called Desi Banks. He does kind of like, you know, little skits here and there like the hood guy skits or whatever another one called b another one named b simone um she's on wilder now and stuff but yeah she's kind of new like basically both them um and others too like odell kind of didn't really speak out against black people but kind of in a sense was like kind of con- like condemning them for what they're doing like basically just saying like they're saying it like i don't know why y'all doing this like like i wouldn't act as this way like like b simone's talking about like, being an angry black woman or whatever um he just mm-hmm. Desi was tweeting certain photos saying like this is how you protest not this and stuff like that but like all that's good and well like I say it's okay to have different opinions on things like I said like me and my girlfriend talking about but I think it's just the understanding part like if mm-hmm. somebody is behind like at least behind us like say like when I went talking about the mayor like the mayor kind of just wasn't 
she didn't say like she understood like she didn't understand why these people are doing where, where they're coming from like anything she's kind of like you know condemning them and saying like get inside you're not doing anything to help our city like you just ruined it if it's just a level of understanding across the board like okay i see why you're doing this i see why y'all are acting out but like maybe we should go about it this way possibly or maybe we should like do this but like i see your point and understand your frustration but it's like you said, like the unity just isn't there for some reason. Like we're all divided. Like we can all have different opinions, but if we don't understand each other or understand what you know, our everyone's line of thinking is, like it's hard to you know to be united and be able to, I guess, achieve a certain purpose. Because in the end, everybody wants the same thing, you know, as black people. We just don't want to. We don't. We don't want to be killed. Like we just want to be able to live normal lives and you know not be racially profiled not you know be judged by the color of our skin not go outside and feel threatened like, just like basic human things like is all we want but it's like it's at least understanding each other and you know building each other up no matter if what we one, one person thinks that they're doing is wrong it's it's gonna be hard like say in the end just to achieve a common goal of course like we're writing it now like what kind of like what do you think are like the next steps after like i've I seen something interesting today they said like after martin luther king um, after Martin Luther King was assassinated, like 110 American cities rioted for like six days straight. And then after that, they passed the 1968 was it Civil Rights Act. It, they passed they passed some type of law. Um, mm -hmm. I can't remember which specific law at the moment. My mind going blank, but kind of like what do you, what do you see after all these protests and stuff are maybe not over with because I don't know when they're going to be over it. We're in a global pandemic. I, that's another thing we don't all forgot. <laughs> like we're in a pandemic right now. And you know, oh, like, that's the coronavirus has been kicked to the side, and you know this is you know, in the forefront of everybody's mind now. So, what do you think is maybe like the next steps um, if the rioting does come like, to a halt? Man, if the riot comes to an end, dog, I I'm not too sure on that one. Like, what what what, what we'd have to do next? Just simply because there's going to be one thing on their mind, and it's just basically to get all those buildings fixed up, everything they demolished fixed up. Yeah, so I. So I don't know, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not too sure on that one. Mm -hmm. Um, not, yeah, th yeah, that's, that, that one's a tough one. That was a tough one because at the end of the day, shit, you, you, the person in the position of power needs to do something. I've heard Barack Obama and Michelle have spoke out about it too. I don't know what they said, but I know that I heard, but I, from what I hear, they didn't really acknowledge George Floyd as much. Yeah. And, um, and, and like how you said, a lot of celebrities, you know, people big name like Odell's and all them, whenever they have money, they will want us. Just get in positions and then they don't even humble themselves. And you know that and, and that and that's a and that's a big problem right there. Yep. Like you you you're up there now, like bro, pay attention. You gotta see what's going on. Oh man, I did see the killer Mike speech. I didn't hear TI speak, but I did hear Killer Mike. Yo, Killer Mike was really speaking from his heart. Exactly. He's really good at how he really he's really good at how he talks and in Georgia. You guys, I hear you guys are basically the state full of the black entrepreneurs, man. Mm -hmm. You know, from what I hear. So I would say what people need to do after the rioting stuff calms down, need to go fucking achieve their dreams so they can all come together. All those people that were rioting come together, but they come together in a business sense so everybody's, so everyone can get equal opportunity. Everybody can get better pay, you know, better parts, better communities. You know, that's, that's what they need to do. Why do we all, why do white and black people come together and we have to ride in this, but we don't come together every single day in everyday life. Yep. You know, when things are normal, mm -hmm. like that's, that's my problem. You think about it. Like I was watching a, 
um, a documentary of Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine. You know who Jimmy Iovine is, right? The, yeah. The, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, the old guy. Yeah, him and Dr. Dre, bro, they, they, they killing the game, man. A white guy and a black man. Yep. They're killing the game. How did they do it? How did they work together? But, but yet, white people don't want to work with us, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we need to, like we, we need to, we need to work together, man. We need to work together. We need to go win. We need to go win. We need to like, like you see this little thing that we're doing right now with this podcast. Oh, honestly, when we go to our regular jobs, man, mm-hmm. are we really having these kind of conversations with people? We really don't, man. We kind of have it for just a little bit, yeah. but everybody is so close. They're so scared that we're going to judge them that they don't really unleash and really tell us how they really truly feel. They be really scared. Like, it's crazy. But, you know, with this platform and what we're doing right now, just being, you know, entrepreneur, because, you know, I don't care what anybody say, dog. You have a podcast, dog. That's your business. That's a brand that you build. You know what I mean? Eventually, it'll pay you. Like, you see what just happened to Joe Rogan. He got a million-dollar deal with Spotify. I remember watching his very first couple episodes, dog. It was not It was not that good. <laughs> he stuck with it, and it paid off, man. Yeah, man. Like, like, um, but like, like, like I was saying, though, like, I'm not, like, I'm not too entirely sure, but I can just tell everybody from a personal sense, if they don't like what's going on, everybody needs to step their game up to get in a position of power where they can actually do something. Yeah, actually do something. Get in the doors where the people who actually can that actually have the power to change a policy, to change legislation, all of those, you know, all of those good things. Like, yo, we, we need to we need to speak to these people because, you know, because we don't know who these people are. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the president doesn't run the world. <laughs> exactly. He's just a pawn. Yep. He's just a pawn. So if the president doesn't run the world, why do we have to vote for some president if he doesn't run the world? I want to know who actually runs the world. So I can have an idea so we can see, okay, what direction are you heading or she's heading? Uh, what law are you trying to put in place? Are you trying to help us? Or are you trying to destroy us? Like, what, what we, we need to know. And so I, you know, from what I've done, I've done research. Apparently there's banks that run the world, you know. <laughs> uh, you got into like almost uh, like the dark web type thing. Man, nigga, I'd be, be uncomfortable. Yeah, I promise my um, my girl, love her to death. I get all my information almost from her. I know exactly what you're talking about. You said the banks run the ways. Um, I don't know yep. if you look it up. Um, I think she told me the, the Rothschilds are one. Um, uh, Charles Schwab's. Yeah, like it's a it's a bunch of like certain families that basically like we don't really know about that just honestly like like yep. have a hand in everything. Really, just all bad things, but just like a hand in almost like everything. Like they involved in unfortunately child trafficking human trafficking they're involved in drug trade involved in pretty much anything you can think of um that's pretty much where they get their money from like she was saying the other day like you, you know how we have seen like um what you call it jeff bezos like saying like he's the 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 richest man in the world or he's gonna be a trillionaire or whatever like like he says all the time like there's people that have way more money than him but we just don't know about it and we're not we're never going to know about it because that's just not something that we we're supposed to know about i guess in a sense right it's crazy that's just like that's a whole nother topic to a whole nother day though <laughs> like <laughs> nigga you ain't lying about that one yeah, yeah. That's, nobody it, wants to talk about how much money they have though they yeah. kind of scared yeah it's crazy like he's no i guess the richest man recorded that we can know about but like he tells me all the time it's definitely people that have way more money than than, than um than him but yeah i mean i was kind of like stuck in the same situation thinking about like kind of like what, what what's like next because I, I will be honest like my gut reaction was like i said these last few days i was watching 
um, our mayor talk in a press conference, you know, a few other people talking, like whether they would be protesters or officers or whoever the case may be. Um, I was thinking like, honestly, like when a black person dies to hear, like hearing go vote because voting wasn't going to change whether George Floyd died that day or not, because yeah. Right. Racism isn't something that you vote on. Like racism is <laughs> racism is instilled in this country. Racism is instilled in people and it's taught and from generation to generation. Like that's that's what's in people. Like the officer Devin, whatever his last name is, is and that's another thing too. Like we don't vote on officers either. Like literally you can go up like I have a mm -hmm. that's down the street, has a now hiring sign outside. Like I can go I can walk in there and get a a job and be trained like two three weeks and i'm on the force i'm i'm in line like i have a shift i have a duty it's real it's the system <laughs> like it's not like yes i can i i understand that sentiment too people saying vote because yes a lot of people don't really like know about voting like on the state level on the district level and voting for like you know certain people putting in office like the senate or the district attorney and all the people offices that's open for people to vote on like people don't really know about it especially like I wouldn't say the African American you don't really know. It's just everybody knows like vote for the president, vote for the president. So it's like, yeah, I, I can see and understand like, yes, like we probably should be registered to vote and be voting for these specific people that we want to put in office. But at the same mm -hmm. time, like I said, like racism isn't something you vote on. That's instilled in people. That's in, like these officers, like I said, they, they're walking up like, and getting jobs. Like just honestly, like random civilians, like probably one day, it's like regular civilians the next day they're police officers so my girlfriend said another you know eye-opening thing today to me was that kind of here it's not really seen as a profession because of how quickly mm -hmm. you get on the force like in other countries she was telling me people train for four years to be a police officer right I mean, that's a real profession like that's something like that takes time and years to do versus like here it's not like that like anybody honestly anybody honestly you know go up there and be a police officer so it's like it's something to do with the system like uh, overall our system our, our government the you know, police officer system what however they run it like that's what obviously that's the root of the problem the root cause is like people with you know people are living second lives literally as police officers and stuff like it, it, how many times have you heard like you know one of these officers killed an innocent black person and then like it comes out like oh they are in kkk rallies or they they endorse a specific group or they've had multiple violations to where they've you know done something of that sort before they killed somebody it's like it, it's tiring mm -hmm. to see and hear and it's like well basically if he did something that has an open case like i don't know um I forgot what the officer that killed george floyd yeah yeah a few cases like i think maybe four or five maybe even more than that but it's like right. it's, oh, in his true colors it's like what kind of disciplinary actions are there <laughs> like like they just <laughs> got all shook or swept under the rug and just won't let let go so it's like it's hard because like I'm, everyone kind of saying the same thing like, even killing mike he's like i don't have the answer really like I, like none of us seem to really have an answer michael jordan proud of statement today he said he don't have an like no one really knows or has an answer and it's kind of like surreal and sad to think about because it's like dang we no one really knows or has an answer because that's just what this country is built on it's built on racism and it's like what can we do there's a lot of things we i guess that so we've been talking about like checked on our own yeah like kind of like voting like you just said kind of getting in positions of power to where like maybe like one of us or you know the next generation grows up to like maybe be a district attorney or be in that senate chair or just somewhere to where they can change the course of everything that's going on like certain stuff like that yeah mm -hmm. i understand like yeah like should we try and like you know actively happen with like everyone like we want solutions like now we need something to be done now that's kind of where i understand where everything or why everyone is you know doing kind of like what they're doing you know in writing stuff 
But another thing is, I don't even think I said it or we touched on it, but like the thing is, like they're rioting, but some of it is not even like, I guess the looting or like the damaging the products and saying stuff or damaging the buildings and burning down the building and stuff. It's so like this country is so crazy, bro, because it's, it's like I've seen so many videos and stuff. Like it's not even the protesters, like the black protesters even doing it. They're the ones that's peacefully marching. I've seen multiple videos of, you know, white white people dressed in all black you know doing certain stuff like i didn't see them hitting the hitting the uh, bank's glass with their skateboard i seen two little white girls dressed in all black today like spray painting starbucks and putting black Lives matter and stuff on it and it's like that's a lot of white people that like they think they're out there helping but they're not and i feel like they they kind of know like they're smart enough to know like hey like if i'm vandalizing this building and putting black lives matter on it like it's obviously going to be blamed on the protesters and the people that are fighting for something totally bigger than me wanting to vandalize starbucks because they chai tea probably cost too much for them it's like it's crazy like like the specific mindset some people like are displaying yes there is black people that's out here that's looting and rioting and doing certain stuff and they're acting out you know anger and frustration but i do think and see that there's a lot of people that's also just taking advantage of the situation like they want to free like a lot of people here were saying like, oh, like you want a free bag, you want some free shoes. Like they looted the Nike at Lennox. They looted the Gucci and Louis Vuitton store and stuff at Phipps Plaza. And they're not really caring too much about the movement and you know, actually seeing change. They just see, you know, something going on and they're just being a bandwagon. It's hard to kind of like weed those people out because like in a sense, like, you know, the media is controlled. The media is controlled so they're controlling what everybody sees in here. So all they're going to see is all this damage that's being done and just blame it on, of course, like I said, Black Lives Matters or protesters or Black people in general. And it's just not helping the cause out in any type of way. So I don't really know how, like, because you can't, like, just weed out, like, you know, specific people protesting and stuff and, like, like tell them not to, I guess, in a sense. But it's, like, it's kind of like having your eyes peeled out because even I've even seen some videos and stuff, like, officers have been starting fires or they've been breaking stuff to kind of, you know, add to the fuel you know it's really crazy like you said, i i i don't think you can trust the news anymore nowadays honestly like nah man i be i let me well, let me tell you something dog when i was a kid i've never been a fan of the news all they do is just talk about negative shit they never say nothing good they never it's it's crazy you know somebody controls the news mm -hmm. and you know how you were saying the guy who is the mayor of of georgia mm -hmm. yo He's not gonna really say how he feels. There's a microscope behind the man, dog. Like, did you see Michelle Obama's documentary? You, you gotta see it, cause um, well, basically in a part in there, Michelle Obama said that uh, she like when she when, like her when her and Barack first started, you know, she was being herself when she was speaking, but it was killing her. Like, I um, it it just wasn't accepted. Her group around her said, "Hey, you can't you can't speak like that." So basically. They had everything written out for her, like on a on a damn t like a damn screen, and she mm -hmm. just had to read it out. And I'm like, what? <laughs> that's that's is that what a political figure is? Is that what it's supposed to be? Like now, now it makes you scared. Like, okay, what if I am a political figure? Mm -hmm. Is that gonna guarantee change? Yes or no? And am I gonna be able to be myself? Because if I can't be myself, I'm not doing it at all. You know, I, I'm not with that whole fake stuff, you know, like that, that's, that's what, that's the part that sucks. But Barack Obama and Michelle be like so wrapped up in that world that they live in, you know, because they're such political figures. Like they, they probably don't realize like, yo, they're playing you guys right now. They're playing you guys. Remember Malcolm was, Martin Luther King was, bro. They just, they, they annihilated us. We were, we were still a laughing spot. When we start getting control, 
is when we have our own currency. Mm-hmm. You seen what Akon did? That boy left the U.S., <laughs> went to Senegal, yeah. <laughs> brought them solar panels up there. Now, you know, he, now his whole area, his whole country has electricity and he's trying to create African currency. Mm-hmm. You know how big that would be? Like, man, mm-hmm. that'd be huge. If we didn't, if we didn't have to use the money that's been made for centuries, now we create our own money, our own currency, and we don't need the government. Now we can pre- create our own tax system, our own laws, you know, like that. Now that that's what we should be striving for, man. Mm-hmm. But I tell you what, dog, it, it starts with at least a, like a handful of people that say, yo, let's go after this. Let's make it happen. And then people will love it and they'll and they, they will follow man they're like yo i like what these guys are doing i like what these girls are doing like this makes sense this this really really does make sense and you know i really feel sad because there there are some good white people out there man it really is but you know i i don't know if they're scared to, to talk to those really really corrupted white people or something not <laughs> i think i think they might be just as scared of them as, as we are you know, there's. You ever watch the show Scandal yeah, on Netflix? Yeah, yeah. Man, I swear, dog. Netflix like shows you what the world is like. <laughs> you see Scandal, and you're like, "Yo, is this what really what they do? Yeah. Presidents have somebody go out there, do some dirty work for them, kill somebody, and then they completely sweep it under the rug." I'm not surprised because look at what they did to uh, Ahmad. You said that that shit was that shit was recorded in February, and we just found out about it in May. Yeah. What? <laughs> That's crazy, man. That's fucking yeah. crazy. If they can hold something like that under the rug, Jay, you know there, you know there's other shit, deep, deep shit mm-hmm. that they got under the rug that they'll never tell us about. They'll never ever tell us about. That's mm-hmm. the problem, man. It's the wrong people in the positions of power, man. We have to find a way to to penetrate those those forces, man, so we can be the ones in positions of power. But it's gonna be hard. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be hard. But the only way that we can win is elevate our families our families' lives financially, um, entrepreneur-wise, mindset-wise. Yeah, though, we just got to elevate our lives, you know, business-wise, own our own business, shit, own land. Like, <laughs> Well, I guess mm-hmm. what's the saying? Like, we have to be two times as better to be to get half as, half as much as what they have. So, like, Sad, man. Like I said, I know we can talk about this topic forever. Rest in peace, you know, for my rest in peace, mm-hmm. George Floyd. All the other, right. you know, innocent black people that's lost their lives at the hands of who is supposed to be protecting us, our law enforcement. So switching up the subject a little bit back to sports. Um, uh-huh. I wanted to, uh, of course, I wanted to ask you about. I know everything's kind of like on hiatus. Everybody's kind of everything's on the pause or whatever. But of course, there's been rumblings about live sports coming back. You know, we've had a, a few things actually have came back. Soccer over in in, in Europe, I saw a few games were on today, and a few people actually after scoring honored George Floyd. Um, with a few steps on George Floyd and Kaepernick actually with a few celebrations so um but like I said live sports is, is uh-huh. coming back so kind of like guess what what are your uh thoughts like I there haven't really been any specific plans or fallout plans that's been you know just laid out on the table I think uh-huh. the NBA is trying to aim for maybe I don't know they said June 30th or July 31st one of the two but what would be your ideas or thoughts or plans in order to try to roll out live sports again like I guess to keep the NBA or get the NBA to come back you know I would say you know, just, just test the team. If all those guys are negative, you know, like, like all across the board, go ahead, bring it back, mm-hmm. bring it back, man. Like you got to understand somebody could just being quarantined. I understand it's there to make you safe, but you got to understand that like for a human being to just stay inside <laughs> for months and months. Yeah. Yo, it's almost like we're in solid, solitary confinement, man. Mm-hmm. It, it's not, it's not going to work. 
So I'm really happy that they're bringing it back because now you're starting to see, but there's really nothing to watch on TV. Did you <laughs> notice that? That's a market that, that's a market we got to tackle, Jay. Mm -hmm. Like, somebody got to tackle that market. Yeah. There's literally nothing to watch on TV. The only thing that was good was Last Dance. I actually heard your podcast on, on, on oh, yeah, that episode. Yeah. It was really good, man. It was it was really good. Yeah, hell yeah. Last dance is cool, man. Last dance was, was good. I look at Michael Jordan a little differently now. Um, he was a little selfish though for not having Scotty back a little bit. I did, I didn't like that. I'm like, come on, man. He he can't stand up. They're not gonna look at him like how they would look at you if you stood up. But you know, but yeah, man. Um, they should bring it back because basketball brings some excitement when people see their home teams playing. It's 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 fun. It brings some excitement, and and plus that, but Miami, Miami, Miami Heat were playing pretty well. I w it it, it would have been hard. Like nobody knows who would have won the NBA championship. Mm -hmm. Like no no idea. It's up for grabs right now. So I'm happy that it's coming back. I don't know when you walk outside if you're like connected with the universe, you can just yeah. kind of feel the vibe outside. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, something don't something don't feel right, dog. <laughs> something don't feel right. Yeah. But now when I go outside, everything feels back to normal. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like that virus, it went somewhere else. I don't know where it is. But <laughs> I think I think we need to just go back to living back to normal. People need to go back to work. Did you see the other problem we're going through now? Because mm -hmm. people are getting stimulus checks and they're getting unemployment. They don't want to go back to work. You yep. see the you see a problem that they just created? Yep, exactly. People are already lazy. Now, now, now you've made their laziness even worse now. Like, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, like, but I'm ha I, um, live sports should continue to come back. I feel the NBA... Should honestly come back in June. Honestly, shouldn't be July. That's weird because they're off. You know, you got playoffs time. You got to count that. Like, you can't just say, okay, we'll do it in July. You bring two two months into the season. You can, so you do July, August, and then September. Here comes playoff playoff time, and then you got the NBA Finals. Okay, when are these guys going to start the season? And if you push it back. The season will never get back on track on when it's supposed to start. Mm -hmm. So the NBA has to be very, very mindful of that. Mm -hmm. They got to be careful. I would say June is when they should start. It shouldn't be July. Because these NBA players, though, they play 82-game season, Jay. They need to relax. Exactly. They need to relax, man. I think, um, so there ain't no definite plan out right now. But what I'm thinking, what I'm hearing, mm -hmm. I think, of course, they're going to try to have, like, two sites, um, two or three sites, one being... Disney, maybe. I know Las Vegas is maybe a rambling of one, and I forgot mm -hmm. what the third one was, but I think they're going to probably have them three sites, maybe. Um, hopefully, I'm thinking like they're going to just cut the regular season. Either cut the regular season or they're going to add more teams, I guess, to a playoff style. I heard or seen like 20 to 22 teams, maybe. But what I'm thinking and what I'm hoping, if they do start in July, like you said, it's going to be kind of hard to get, get on track. But what I'm thinking when you just said that just now, what I'm thinking is, mm -hmm. of course, the season is going to be extended because everything else is going on. More likely, like I said, yeah. the regular season, kind of start like the playoffs in a sense, but just have more teams. Say they end in, like you said, July and August. Hopefully they start like more like towards the end of June, maybe something you know, kicks in more. I don't know. With all these riots and everything too, that I don't know if that specifically may have put, may put things on hold, but it's a possibility. I think it might put things on hold as well. So right. if they do say, I guess they do start in July. Um, they go August and September. Um, like you say, like they really don't have much of an offseason and they still have to, of course, have the draft and everything. Say they finish up mid-September or late September, they have the draft maybe like late October and they don't start to maybe right. September. They'll probably start maybe around Christmas time or whatever. I'm thinking maybe mm -hmm. a shorter season for next season, shorter season, cut some games, fix the schedule around however they, you know, will do whatever and then maybe still be able to be on track to end 
when when they normally do or maybe even a month later and then kind of same thing until it kind of gets back on schedule if you see what i'm kind of what i mean like more than likely uh, I, I would just see like maybe just a shorter season for next year and then hopefully mm-hmm. get everything back on track and everything you know, is going as planned but yeah i mean i'm hoping it comes back because i just feel like it's a little bit of an injustice to just kind of end the season like and, and not really crown a champion because it's just like it's kind of in, in, in a sense like I, I like LeBron, big LeBron guy. I'm a fan of a lot of other people too, of course, in the game. Uh-huh. Right now, I'm kind of pulling for LeBron, of course, to kind of get that chip in LA. So I kind of feel like it's a disservice almost. I, I'm not saying like, and they, I'm not even saying uh-huh. Lakers would win. I know they have you know, some pretty steep competition, but if you think about it this way, when you're 30, 36, everybody's been in quarantine just like him, but. Him being, I guess, one of the most more dominant players in our game today. A break that he's never really ever had. Like, no one's ever really had this type of break, of course. There's never been a pandemic that's gone on really in our lifetime. But him able to get his body right, him be able to get his mind right, along with all his other teammates. And I think they've been having practices as well, getting better accumulated with each other. I think we were going to be in for a historic playoff run this year before everything. <laughs> Um, like I said, with the West just be- beating each other up and battling it out, I think we were in for a historic playoff run. And I just feel like it would rob us of that. Being a little bit selfish, because I, like, as a sports fan, being a little bit selfish, that would rob us of that if they didn't continue it somehow, some way. Um, but I'm thinking they'll probably, hopefully, you know, prove this plan, maybe go with this three site plan. My boy LeBron and others are healthy and we're able to rest up their bodies. And like I said, when, when, when the time comes, they're able to go at it. I honestly think, like I said, the Lakers are probably gonna pull it out somehow, some way, LeBron's gonna be able to pull it out and they were gonna come out the West and probably win the NBA championship. What about you? There's a possibility, yeah. You're right, There's, there is a possibility because they were playing well. They beat the Heat twice when they played each other. Yeah, and they, they were like coming, they were close like, games. Yeah, they were coming into their own. They were getting a bit, little bit on the roll. We're, we're seeing that that Braun kind of like reminded me a little bit, not really, not the explosion, his heat days, but kind of like that same like mentality, that same like mm-hmm. MVP type seasons that he was having. So Right, because he's been a little lazy the past couple <laughs> years. He's been kind of lazy. It's good to see that he's coming back, even at his age. LeBron is just unbelievable, man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. Um, but I can't lie, though, after watching Last Dance, I can't do yeah, yeah. the one. Yeah, Jordan, he can take it. He can take it. I can just say that LeBron is just a better human being off of the court because he mm-hmm. he grew up in the hood and he got all of his homeboys on and all of his homeboys now are successful yeah. you know, helping other people. Like, LeBron did some bigger things than Jordan did. But I think right now, Jordan got some. Jordan is just fucking rich. You seen the crib he was in when the, when the last dance was happening? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. guy was on a beach. I'm like, where the hell do you live, Michael? Exactly. Where, that, where, is that in Charlotte? I was like, there ain't no way it's in Charlotte. <laughs> In ways, what am I live in Florida? Yeah. He might live in Florida. Florida I swear, it almost looked like he was in the island. Yeah, yeah he's somewhere. He now, uh, uh, I was gonna say, rest in peace to Kobe Bryant, dog. Yeah. You know, just talking about that. Yeah, man, that that one shook me, man. That that one, oh man, that one shook me. I'm like, this is crazy. This nigga was only 41. He's only 41. Yeah, that. Hey, man, his daughter. Tough, tough. I I definitely I cried later on that day. It was like a little bit surreal. I actually was going into a coach's meeting. And somebody, one of the coaches, um, was telling me as I was walking in, and I was just like, when you just heard it, it's just like, it didn't even sound like it was something. Like, it, it sounded so fake and met, like made up, like, of a sentence that I was mm-hmm. like, there's no way. Like, what are you talking about? 
Like, there's no, like, what? Kobe Bryant? Like, Bryant died? What are you talking about? It, 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 like you said, it, it was it definitely was heartbreaking and, and it hit hard. Me being, I, I grew up, um, I grew up like I grew up a Kobe fan a lot because like one, I was kind of I was told I looked like him when I was real little. Mm-hmm. And in some aspects, I played like him as well when I was little. I feel like they're all three great, and I honestly feel like they're all goats in their own way. They're all great. They're all great individuals in their own way. Like mm-hmm. I feel like after watching Last Dance. Overall, I like it's like when I was watching Last Dance, it was kind of stuff I already like knew about Michael. Like we already knew how he was. Like I already knew kind of like just following watching sports was going on. I knew how he was. I knew he was headstrong. I knew he had that killer instinct. I knew that you know pretty much anybody that was in his way, he was going to try to destroy. He's just mm-hmm. overall like winning mentality. That's he, he's going to go out. He's going to get it. He's going to find the edge somehow, some way. He's going to do what he does. Like I, I'm a Jordan. I have his jersey. Like I. I, I <laughs> But I guess I didn't really find I don't I guess I didn't really like I saw things that definitely makes him the GOAT, but I guess I didn't see anything that like put him over the edge of like I'd say like obviously all the accolades. Like I guess in my mind the the debate, the GOAT debate is kind of just kinda of like based off your own preferences. Like kinda of like what what do you what do you value most in a leader or what do you value most in a player, honestly? Because a lot of people mm-hmm. everybody that says LeBron, obviously because he's his overall game is probably the best out of any basketball player his overall he's able to do pretty much anything and his athleticism and his size just adds to that like he, he can do pretty much anything so that's like people that value that more obviously they're gonna say he's a go along with everything that he's had to go through with his career with kobe everyone's gonna like everyone that thinks he's a go obviously it's because he emulated his game off of jordan and they feel like you know with specific generation like mine they just identify with him more like you said he's a killer he had a killer instinct mm-hmm. like he just did things differently he carried himself differently like even you know tearing his achilles and still going to the free throw line shooting two free throws and people probably make jokes about you know lebron saying like he'd never been able to do that stuff like that and with michael like that's a whole totally another generation like he said like everything that made him who he is we saw in the last dance and that's why everyone mm-hmm. including me thinks he's the best but it's, I think it's just, I guess, subjective. That's the word I was looking for. Every, like, basically, whatever you're looking for in a specific leader or a specific player, that's what you may value more, and that's what who you may think is the GOAT in your eyes. Like, I I enjoyed watching all three play. I enjoyed watching, you know, their highlights. I love them as human beings, and I love them. Right, they're my top three overall. And you're probably always in my top three. Or who do you see as the oh, GOAT? Bro, man, honestly, I would have to say, I'm going to have to give it to, uh, I have to give it to MJ, man. What he did was just unbelievable. Like two three peats, oh, man. Yeah, that's yeah. Man. That, that definitely gives him the edge. Like he's he's the goat for going through two three peats, taking a break, coming back. Mm-hmm. Right? How do you just come back then and just win again? <laughs> I, like that, you, you, you're not gonna see that anymore. But mm-hmm. LeBron could have been that because LeBron went to more finals than MJ did straight. Was it five or six years mm-hmm. in a row? LeBron was in the NBA finals. If LeBron wins all six, he's the greatest best basketball player. Yeah. In my opinion. Like LeBron, LeBron, LeBron's looking man. But when like I'm still bitter about him because he lied. He was on when when the big three first got assembled in Miami. He's like, yo, we're not gonna win not one, not two, not three. Oh, yeah, and you, you knew yeah, in the Miami, back of your mind, right? I, t- I, I I'm still mad at LeBron. Yeah, yeah, I'm about to say Miami. Of, right, yeah, yeah, yeah I, that was bullshit. He left too, yeah. But I I see it and it made sense. Like I didn't think I thought they they honestly should have obviously won all four the first year. It was just them learning how to like learn how to play together. Like all 
really the big three thought they could do it by themselves and they needed mm-hmm. a little bit more help. They needed more they needed better role players. And they got right. the, those next two years and that last year, just kinda you've kinda seen it and see it like, you know, he's probably gonna go back to Cleveland. Especially everything like how they were assembling things. They had Kyrie, they had the number one draft pick. I was like, all right, he might try to go back to number one for a city. So they're all goats in my eyes and goats in their own way. And I, I love different qualities about each and every one of them. So I know other people like especially like you too as well can appreciate appreciate them for their game and that's another thing too like i don't just like everyone wants to pin them against each other so much it's like they don't want to appreciate and that's i guess what that's the type of person i guess i am i don't pin none of them against any any of them like oh this one's better than this one, this one's better than that one like i just appreciate all three of them what they brought to the game and the just the inspiration they've given other basketball players you know across right but just to answer your question i would say my top three would have to be the same exact as yours man i would i would say but um but I can't lie, when Kevin Durant, uh Kevin Durant at one point in time though, I thought he had the bump. Like he got Kevin Durant is a beast. Oh he no, plays no he definitely, he's definitely on his way. Like he, he's mm-hmm. I guess well, I don't know now because everyone thinking like when LeBron's gone, Giannis is gonna be the face of the league. Nah. Yeah. Uh he's too he's too here's why I think he's too he is he'll, he'll never be. He doesn't wanna work out with anybody. <laughs> I never heard of that. What? Yeah. He doesn't want to How is that going to affect you? Yeah, he only wants to train by himself. Everybody be like, yo, Giannis, I want to train with you. Now, since you're not training with your teammates, you're not you're not allowing the team chemistry to grow. The the team chemistry outside. Outside of just, like, playing on the court. But when you guys are not actually, you know, playing, but you guys are practicing, mm-hmm. bro, you could get to know your players a little bit better. Giannis is going to hurt himself right there. He ain't going to win a ring because, like, this is just weird. Never heard of anybody doing that, dog. Yeah. Even Kobe had somebody getting rebounds for him to shoot three. Mm-hmm. Talking about, I don't want to practice with Come on, man. <laughs> he's, he's tripping, man. He's yeah, tripping, I didn't know tripping. that. I didn't know he didn't want to work out with others, but I'm, I'm just excited to see. Like, I'm excited to continue to see LeBron, but when he's out of me, I, I don't really know what's going to be the case, honestly. It really just depends. It's uh-huh. in the air. It's a lot of young, young new players um, definitely coming but up. The talent's lagging, though, man. Jay, I'm disappointed. <laughs> it's not the same. Yeah. It's not the same anymore, dog. These guys come out so early. They're not even fully developed. Ain't none of them like really like yo. What what beast? You think about the 2003 NBA mm-hmm. draft? Come on, man. They ain't shit compared to that since, man. Yeah. LeBron, Melo, D Wade. I mean, they had animals, and these guys are Hall of Famers. Chris Bosh. Yep. Give me a Hall of Fame class that's like that, dog. It's it's, it's, it's not coming anymore, dog. Like, these yeah. guys are just not there. Even Zion Williams, Zion Williamson, right? Even he doesn't really quite impress me like that. And he's pretty big. <laughs> Boy, he's 270 and he's only 6'7". Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know, dog. He's, he's kind of fat. He's he, he going to have to lose some weight. He's going to have to lose hopefully, some weight, hopefully, man. Hopefully he didn't put too much on during this quarantine. Yeah, I mean, I think he, he uh, unfortunately, this week, well, he said the season hopefully is coming back on track, but his season got kind of cut short. One, his injuries, and then you know coronavirus, and everything going on, putting the season on the hold. But I don't know. I see. I see. Well, this was going to be a developmental year in a in a sense. If he was healthy from the start, I think he probably would have won Rookie of the Year and surprised a lot of people. But right, if he if he's able to at least stay in shape and stay healthy, because I know his knees are a problem. If he's able to do that, I think he'll surprise a lot of people. I don't think he's gonna be that LeBron like everybody was thinking. I don't think he's you know, no. I know I I believe he's gonna be an All Star and he'd probably be a superstar, but he's not. He's not. 
can be like on that same level, I think, as a as a LeBron or anything. So with your NFL team, Miami Dolphins, yeah. y'all had a lot of yeah. y'all had a busy draft, busy draft night or days, night and day. Y'all had busy off season. Um, I guess kind of like what's your take and what um impressed you the most about you know what they're doing and what do you expect uh, out of them this upcoming year? The Miami Dolphins. Yes, sir. I think that they're going to have a pretty good, you know, Brian Flores is, he's creating a better culture. I would say that they're going to have a better season. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I, I would say Brian Flores, the culture that he created is going to help us. Mm-hmm. Now, I think the Dolphins are going to be heading in the right direction. I, I saw that the draft, they got some, themselves some good guards, some good O-lines, some, uh, some good receivers, some good DBs. I'm still mad that, uh, what's that guy's name? The corner that played for Alabama left us. Yeah, what, what's his name? Kirk Patrick. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm oh, still you, mad that you mad about the trade. <laughs> yeah, man, that's stupid, dog. It still hurts me to this day because I feel like he should have stayed. Yeah. I feel they like he should have stayed, man. They got a first round pick out of it. I forgot which one it turned into. I know it turned into one. I think it turned into one of the corners. I think it turned yeah, into uh, one. I forgot in the first round. Uh-huh. Uh, and then to Tuola. Um, I'm really excited to see what this kid does because, you know, I I wanted um I wanted uh um LSU quarterback because because oh, yeah, I felt like yeah size wise I felt he was better um I, I you know I just felt like he was better because Tua because because he, he got hurt mm-hmm. I don't know what his durability is gonna look like in the league I you know I don't know and then on top of that he's very very religious but he's going to South Beach so I don't know how that's gonna work with those guys down there like. I don't know, man. Like, you didn't work for Tim Tebow. It, it, just, it just doesn't. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I don't know, man. I'm a Miami guy. You know how we are, man. I don't. I don't know if Tuola could handle that. But if he can, that'll be great. Um, I, I, I think, I think Brian Flores. He's, that, that, I think, yeah, Brian Flores. He's, he's a good coach. He was ready for the job, and I feel like the Dolphins will probably have a winning record. I want to say going into the season. I'm not sure if they'll make the playoffs, but I'm pretty sure they're going to have a winning record. There's no way that man's going to go two seasons straight with losing records. I doubt it. Nah, yeah, I doubt it. AFC's up in the air. No Brady. So they're, they're mm-hmm. sliding the Bills to probably take, in, take that role, take that spot. But, you know, I'm not going to count nobody out. Like I said, I kind of I like what y'all did in the draft and in the offseason. Y'all added two, two high-profile uh, corners. You got with Byron Jones from Dallas, and then um, I think y'all paid y'all y'all's other corner. You got his name, I think Howard, maybe. Howard. Yeah, he was pretty good. He was um, yeah, he was he was pretty uh, good. Um, I, yeah, I mean he, y'all he, defense, he gonna, he gonna good. yeah, y'all defense is gonna be pretty stout. Um, like I said, ha- having Brian Flores, one defensive mindset, and then also coming from you know the Patriots. Whoa. And it's, his, <laughs> and, it's, and it's his second year, second year there. So like, yeah, I, I do see y'all doing big things. I'm just, I don't know really who's gonna take the AFC East. You know, it's kind of up in the air. But I'm excited to see kind of like as a team overall, kind of what y'all are doing, and especially to see Tua play. Hopefully, like I said, that every, all the doctors are saying the hip checks out. He's saying he feels good and everything. But like you said, it's really just durability. That's the issue. And he was hurt most mm-hmm. of the time there. So yeah. if he's able to stay healthy, y'all might y'all might have hit the jackpot there. I just feel like I gotta surround them with weapons though. Like they got some protection, but I don't really know who y'all like skill players are. Like I know y'all got the one receiver, 
Uh, I don't even know his name. To be, you see, you see how bad it is. Oh, Devontae, yeah, Devontae, yeah, Devontae Parker. That's his name. Yeah, Devontae. But yeah, I don't, I don't really know anybody else who y'all, who y'all got right now. That y'all should give us, yeah. give us Julio Jones, Jay. Oh give yeah, pass up, pass up Julio Jones. And bring him over to, y'all can to have Miami. Doc. Y'all can have his contract, and we can keep the player. <laughs> but <laughs> we can get some money to get somebody else, sign some other people. But. Because I don't understand what's going on there, man. I don't know how come Maddie Ice just can't close the fucking deal. And that year when they went to the Super Bowl, I was rooting for them so hard. Oh, and they man. just, Heartbreak. they came flat in the second half. Heartbreak. Like, I mean, that, their D lines were sacking great. I'm like, yo, the, the, the Falcons might win. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. They come in the second half, they come out flat, man. I was so mad, dog. I was so mad. It's heartbreak. <laughs> it's hard to even think about and it, remember. It's uh, <laughs> always I'm just, I'm just gonna hold the grudge on Shanahan and say it was him because of the play calling. Because I mean, even all the way into the I don't remember what the score, but I think the score going into the fourth. It might have still been 28-10. It's like we should that's not lead to, to be giving up. But the crazy thing is because my um stepdad he's a he's a Patriots fan and uh, he was watching. Oh hell no! <laughs> hell no! Oh, he was watching it together no. and it, you know it's twenty eight three. I have, and he was like saying, like, you know, he was like kind of, like, kind of joking, like, what? It's over, it's over. And it's just like something in my heart, like in my gut, I was like, like, I said, oh, okay, we're probably gonna lose this game. I don't I don't like it's 28 3, but like, as a Falcon fan, there's no way you should be thinking that. But in my gut, I was like, dang, we're gonna lose this game somehow, some way. And I forgot what it was, but it was a play in the third quarter. It wasn't even the play where Julian Elderman caught the ball off of, uh, you know, our corner's foot, Alfred's foot. It was something just random. It was a random play, and I can't think about it right now. I don't remember what it was. It might have been like a missed sack or something. It was just a random play, and I was like, we're going to lose the game. And we were still up 28-3, but it was a random play that happened. I was like, we're going to lose the game, and you know, so be it. We lost. And like I said, I'm just going to hold the grudge on Shanahan because after Julio caught that toe touch, you know, sideline catch, it should have been run, run, kick the field goal. <laughs> like, But no, instead, <laughs> we play action a play. And then get sacked like 15 yards, and then you know, I forgot what I, we ran a play before. That. I forgot what the play before that was, but then we do that, and then it's like out of field goal range, kick it back to Brady with a few a few minutes left. Obviously, what's going to happen? What we've been doing all these years, so it's just heartbreaking. Uh-huh. I don't like to talk about it or think about it too much, but yeah, it's it's been a tough road trying to get back, and I don't think we're going to get back this year either because. Our defense is so young, and there's so many holes in it. It's not looking too good. It says, so at least, I don't, at least I don't you know. made it to a Super Bowl. At least you made it to a Super Bowl. I haven't seen a Super Bowl since the time before I was even born, man. The, yeah, Dolph- the Dolphins can't bring me. They can't bring me nothing, man. They can't bring me nothing. Ho- hopefully, now you know things will be a little bit better. Yeah, I that and uh, arena, but. Huh. Yeah, it's gonna take y'all a few years, but maybe maybe something will get rolling sooner sooner than later. Yeah, right. Exactly, man. I believe it. I know it'll happen. Yeah. I know it'll happen, man. But I'm excited to see what the second season brings for Brian Flores, man. I'm pretty sure he got something up his sleeve, dog. He, he we we got some big old guards because I don't know what the pouncy what pouncy was doing because we had him for a while. He didn't do nothing. I thought he was gonna do stuff coming from Pittsburgh, but he let it go. Yeah. So yeah, man, we we'll see we'll see what happens, man. But I'm I'm look, I'm looking forward to it. If not them, at least you got you can move to Kansas City a little bit. Yeah. Oh yeah, I got this shirt on. Yeah, yeah. man, Mahomes is the greatest young quarterback I've ever seen. Yep. You got you. You got you a Super Bowl in one way or another. At least with that. 
Yeah, I'm a big fan. I know you like him too. There's yeah, nobody that can't say they don't like him. Oh yeah, no, I don't think anybody can really hate on Patrick Mahomes. Incredible talent, incredible. Like you said, Max Kellerman, he's saying he's, he's the GOAT already. I I don't know. It, it's hard because I don't think I've seen a quarterback that, like, best comparison is Aaron Rodgers. Um, but yeah, um, He's better than Aaron Rodgers at the moment. Yeah, he's just a crafty dude, and he just he just somehow is able to make the right plays every single time. So <laughs> it's going to be hard to stop him. And- that was the greatest Super Bowl run I've ever seen, man. One of the greatest. I was, I'm, I'm, I'm still, still excited about that, man. That was special. Tyreek Hill, he's already working out. He's training. I don't know what Travis Kelsey's doing, but I hope he's working on his game too because I hope those guys come back and do the same. But it all depends on where Antonio Brown goes. <laughs> I think I thought, I think Antonio Brown might go to uh, Baltimore, I think. Yeah, I, that would be interesting for sure. I, I would I would like to see that. I would definitely like to see that. I think I've seen, I don't know if it was yesterday or today, but um, Deion Sanders working out with him, you know, trying to get his head right or whatever. Um, to get him back to the league, so it's gonna be interesting to see wherever he goes. But if he's in if he's in Baltimore, that's a scary sight. It's be scary yeah. sight. And I think I think Lamar is a, was a few like weapons away too. Like they added a few in this in this year draft from a few receivers, rookie receivers. But he definitely needs that. He just needs that one veteran receiver that's you know better than a Sneed. And coming off an of MVP season is gonna be even scary. He's gonna say he gets one more weapon to throw it to him because he already got the backfield loaded up. Right. Last thing I want to hit on, like to do like a little game or play like a little game, of course, sports related game. Uh huh. Today I had two truths and a lie. Um. So what I'm gonna have, um, I guess both of us do a play like two, three rounds maybe. You gotta mm-hmm. give me two truths about growing up in sports, like kind of like what what like what you did. Give like yes, two truths and a lie, and I'm gonna have to guess what lie you told out of the three. Yeah, in third grade. I was always the guy on my basketball team to go for the game-winning shots. Made quite a few of them. I was good at that. I wasn't an MVP like you, though, man. <laughs> I ain't getting that level. But I was always the guy, you know, you need a shot, a big shot to be made. I was the man right there. Um, and what was another one? And then in high school, when I played uh, football uh, for North Miami, in 2010, we finally beat NMD after we've lost to the, that, that was our rival high school. We've been losing to them for 25 years and we just ended a 25 year drought loss, you know, against that school. And we finally beat them. I remember seeing the coaches crying, man. They didn't even do it back in their day when they were playing for the school. Um, and, uh, you said it was three truths and a lie? Two truths and one lie. But I got to guess the lie. When I wrestled, I beat a guy. I weighed one set. I want to say one ninety five, and I wrestled a guy who weighed two forty, and I pinned him down and I beat him. The uh, the rivalry one sounded like <laughs> the rivalry one sounded like it was real. It, that sounded like yep, it was real. It was it was real. That, that one was real. real. So I think that one might. I'm gonna go with um. I'm gonna go with the last one's a lot. Yep, yep, the last one's a lie. You got me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's a big weight difference. Is it that? Uh, I did slam him, though. I was like, yeah, he's about to. When I had to pick up his leg, man, <laughs> that was the heaviest leg in my life, dog. I couldn't <laughs> even pick that up, dog. I was like, this guy's like, big. He fell on me and it was over. Yeah. I, that's that's when I lost my whole state of consciousness and the coach and everybody was laughing at me. They're like, Rob, me, you okay? I'm like, nah, man, I. I didn't even hear him. I was knocked <laughs> out, man. 
you know i'll probably explain the world the greatest but like it don't even got to be like you like it could be anything related to sports like um uh-huh. i guess i'll give an example with mine right now um i've met dominique wilkins um, are you serious i don't know it, it might be a lie i never know i'm gonna give <laughs> i'm gonna give two truths and a lie oh 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 yeah 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 i got i met dominique wilkins um mm-hmm. i've performed halftime show for the atlanta hawks and I've played on the Georgia Dome field. I want to say your performance, you performing in, you performing a song at the halftime show at Atlanta Hot Games. That 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 one's a lie. Oh damn! I didn't even say something, <laughs> but you did get the lie. I was like just performing, yeah. But who who else would like? What else would I do performing? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you're right, you're right. Got me on that one. You gotta make this a little bit oh, harder yeah. for each other. I know we getting each other. Oh. Yeah, man, you caught my life really quick, man. <laughs> but the thing is, if you're so used to telling the truth, yeah, yeah, that's somebody's gonna catch it's so hard you. To even think of a lie. Mm-hmm. Exactly, man. Yeah. That's crazy. But you met Dominique Wilkins for real? Yeah, um, I met him a few times. But I, I, um, he developmental basketball coaching, so he had a camp up at Swanee Sports Academy where I coached uh, for a few years, like four or five years, one or two. But uh-huh. he's done the last three, so. I actually got the um, I guess coaching something with me and talking to him and stuff. And then a few other people too. Like the first two years, he brought people. So like the first year, or the first year I was there, he had brought uh, Dwight Howard. And then the second year, he brought, second year is the best year. He brought um, Steve Smith. He brought uh, Grant Hill and um, the Hawks' current head coach. He he had just you know, gotten the head coaching job then, but he's still the current head coach now, but Lloyd Pierce. So. That, that year was pretty cool. And then this past year, there was rumblings he was going to bring Trey Young and John Collins, but they never showed anybody coming past, unfortunately. But I mean, it, it was, you know, an honor just seeing and meeting him, um, honestly. And hearing all his stories and him talking about, you know, his battles with Jordan, Bird, everybody. So, yeah. pretty cool. Pretty cool <laughs> wow, man. Yeah, I, I, I'd like to meet him. Because I, because um, there was something um, on YouTube where uh, Julius Irving was talking. Mm-hmm. He seemed like an asshole, man. I was so disappointed. I was a fan <laughs> of the doctor, man, but not anymore. He, I don't, I don't like the guys who just think they're the greatest thing in the world. Like, bro, basketball player, you need to stop. <laughs> you need to stop. Gotta, gotta have that humble mindset. You know, yeah, I think that's why you said it earlier. LeBron, that's why you kind of like him. He knows where he, mm-hmm. where he comes from. And, you know, overall, like as a guy, you know, he speaks up when things happen. Like. He, Put out uh-huh. earlier today or yesterday about doing Floyd and everything. So this it, it is more about just the game. Got to be connected to your people, connected to the community, get back. Like you said, he brought all his boys with him. Um, he likes to do stuff outside of basketball. He, you know, with his production company, he put on that Madam C.J. Walker film on mm-hmm. outside of basketball. He's, he's a cool, cool dude. But I guess we'll do one more round of uh, one more round. Of, I guess it's two truths and lies. We can catch each other real quick. And then I'll uh-huh. let you go. Let you talk about your podcast as well, man. And then uh, I'll let you. Let you oh, yeah. All right. I got you, dog. So, yeah, I'll let you go first. Last round. Last round. Okay. Uh, I got my license at uh, 15. I saw the big show on the airplane. <laughs> when, it, when, when I was actually in Georgia, I saw I saw big show. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. One more. I used to have a six pack. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. I believe that. Sport-wise, guys can't especially when you're playing football. You know, the workouts get serious, so 
I'm sure at some point he had to come in. I don't know what position he might have played or whatever, but surely he had to come in. I'm, I'm gonna go with that's a treat. Um, I, I want to say the license things a lot, but only because I only because I didn't get my license that early. But nah, was, you got it. You got it. You're right. It was. Yeah, I didn't get it that early. Dog, I'm prepared, man. I think I got I got one at 25. Oh, wow. <laughs> or 24. I think 24, 25. Yeah, man, I got mine late. I was, I had a permit for the long time, for the longest. That's crazy. I had a permit, but I never got the license, man. <laughs> I feel like it's sometimes, like, it's kind of like the feeling of it. Like, yeah, I got the permit. All right, I kind of proved. I know what I'm doing. Ain't no point in it. Like, but, yeah, I, I think I got mine, like, I want to say 18. I just I got mine late because I didn't want to I didn't want to have to uh, take um, driving school or whatever. I don't know what right. it, like, it was a specific like course or something that you'd have to take. But if you wait until like, you're 18, you didn't have to take it. So I didn't want to yeah. take that for some reason. Like I, it, I think it was like after school or something. I don't th I think I also couldn't because I, I played sports. I played basketball for a while. So overall, I just didn't want to you know, take that course and you know, stay after school and do whatever type of driving. So I was like, I'll just wait until I'm 18. And figure it out <laughs> go ahead talk about your podcast and everything that you got going on right dog so um my podcast dog me and my mom i started it back in february it's called real talk reviews we talk about you know like you in your arena you just you talk about uh sports mm -hmm. and in my podcast me uh we talk about life uh health health and entrepreneurship mm -hmm. you know those three those three things mainly because we feel like all three of those things can really help somebody like uh be successful my most recent episode was financial freedom and it was with a guy that i grew up with um his name is john he's actually a full-time entrepreneur you know he actually was his his businesses was growing to a point where he can like where he left his uh, full-time job and on that episode he breaks that down what that looks like what's your schedule look like the sacrifices that you have to make yo the podcast is huge and then mm -hmm. the one that's about to come out wednesday is going to be my boy Nick, he's talking about real estate. You know how to become a landlord, how to buy a property, um, how you get your credit up, your credit score up, the sacrifices you have to make to do that. Yo, this is like real vital stuff that people yeah, need on their everyday life. Uh, and yeah, so our podcast is pretty amazing, man. I will be promoting your podcast too to, oh, to yeah. my listeners as well, man. Yeah. So, so get ready, man. Yeah, I'm it's, about to tune in because I'm trying to definitely, um, I guess, explore those avenues. Like right now, I'm kind of like looking into. How to start dropshipping and stuff, but of course that's the end goal. Like, like that's little money, you know, mm -hmm. to build something bigger. Like you said, like real estate, right. stuff like that. Like you said earlier in the um in the episode, like owning land, <laughs> like being able to you know have something that you can call your own and you know build on it and create uh generational wealth for your family and stuff. So yeah, I'm definitely tune in and promote yours as well. I appreciate you, uh Robin, for hopping on. Like I said earlier, it, it took a few tries, but you know we got it right now, finally. Oh yeah, definitely. I appreciate it, man. I Thanks for having it. me on, for real. Of course, I appreciate the talk. I know we're gonna do this again. Um, oh, yeah, we're going to get you on mine, Spockass. You be ready, dog. We're going to get you on mine. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Appreciate you again, man. Have a good night. Yeah, you too, man. Well, that's it for today's episode, guys. Hope you enjoyed. The conversations will continue this week with my other guests, Chris from Off The Ball Podcast and Chris from Couch Coach Podcast as well. I want to send a shout out for those that are on the front lines protesting. My prayers are with you, and I thank you as we continue to fight for our right to protest, continue to make our voices heard, and seek change in our broken system. For those that may not be protesting, help out in any way possible. Donate time, money, supplies. Make sure the real news is seen and heard and not the fake stuff they're putting out on TV. 
to cover up their wrongs and stuff continue to retweet continue to make posts continue to document everything so this doesn't go unseen or unheard it's going to take all hands on deck to bring about change that we've needed for so long in this country so and this time i don't see us letting up my quote for today is going to be from the wise words of killer mike that he shared with us on friday let's plot plan strategize organize and mobilize until next time